Medical school is a journey. It is not a short race or a sprint. It is a marathon. So with this podcast, I, Gerta Kraya, hope to inspire you to reach your goals of becoming a physician, even if you've had setbacks, heard more no's than you can count, have taken detours, or when life hasn't been the brightest. I'll have guests where they will share their tips, and I hope that this podcast gives you the voice you need as we all navigate to love medlife. Moving to another country for school and trying to get adjusted could be hard. However, there are always students and locals that are willing to help to make the adjustment a little easier. During this podcast, I spoke with Jess, Cher, and Monica, where they explained about the life on campus and gave some tips on how to prepare and what to bring. The most important thing is to remember to take this as an adventure and an investment for our lives. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and you may reach out to the students for any other information that you might need. Hi, so today we're here with Cher and she's going to talk to us about her journey over there in campus. She's been in campus, I believe, for about one year. Is that correct? It'll be one year in August, actually. Nice. So tell me a bit about your journey there and how school's life over there right now. Okay, so I basically came here last August and we know that COVID's been pretty rampant. Um, So getting over here, it was very stressful because we didn't really know what was going on. We had to secure housing a bit before then. But it was a bunch of just like paperwork, making sure you have like the right travel documents, um, having your negative COVID tests, just really um, being attuned to like what the country specific specifically wanted you to have coming in, you know? It's very different now though. I heard in a couple of weeks or so, um, you're not gonna need a negative COVID test. So you could just come, which is pretty cool. Um, but first getting here, it was definitely a culture shock for me. Um, this island really runs on island time and it's just something coming from like New York City I'm not used to. (laughs) Um, And just really trying to get used to like the slow movement of everything and realizing that you are coming to a country that might not have everything that you're used to. Like there's no Starbucks out here, there's no Chipotle. Um, Just really learning like to survive on your own. All right, so how have you coped so far? I see, um, I have you on Instagram, so I see you still enjoy the culture of it, but what are, what is the advice that you'd give other students coming in, um, maybe even from th- the same place that you were in, like how would you, how would you feel about it now? Definitely, um, I would pack things that bring you comfort and they know that you can't find out here. So like my favorite thing to eat is like a Filipino type of instant noodles. So I brought so much of those over here just to have when I eat like a happy meal. Um, But also just like really connecting with the people that you've made connections with online. So just scheduling maybe some downtime to like get get dinner or like explore or even just do um, like touristy things. One of the first things that I did when I got to this island actually is that Um, all of my roommates and then plus two of my other friends 
we went to see the Seven Sisters waterfalls and it was a great hike. It was definitely something I'm not used to because I'm not that much of a nature girl. <laughs> but um, we went for a hike. It was a lot of fun. We saw monkeys, we played with one and we just got to enjoy the waterfall. So just like really exploring to see what the country has to offer and then just really trying like delicacies out here too. There's a lot of different um, cuisines that are only available throughout like certain months of the season. So that's always a lot of fun. And then just really trying out the different restaurants that we have out here. One of our favorite things to do actually after like an exam is just like get really dressed up and like go out for a nice dinner because you all need that little like calming time, you know? Yeah, we definitely need it. And I feel like with online, we haven't really enjoyed those like after exams. We just go mm -hmm. for a nap or like everyone is doing their own thing or catching up with life. Um, so I feel like we would enjoy the after exams when we come to campus kind of because everyone ha has been going through the same thing. Definitely. You foster such a community out here. So it's just really nice to be with the people that understand what you're going through. And like we suffer throughout the whole week till the exam time, you're all grinding out. So it's just really nice to have that support system out here too, because it could be kind of isolating online. Right. Yeah. And you have to kind to kind of find that group that you stick with. And mm -hmm. has that kind of been your you're to go to like you found the friends online and then you kind of sticked with or have you also been finding out new people and new groups? So it's actually really funny because um, I came here knowing a couple of people, um, mostly my roommates, but my roommates are in term five right now. And then I'm really close to a few of my other friends that are in the same term as me. So the first couple of weeks, I was kind of like, stick close to them because I just didn't really know if I wanted to branch out right away. But the more you like go and study in like the lecture halls, you like run into people a lot or like even doing like small groups in person, you see them, you overlap, you see them in lecture halls. And then you just start kind of branch out and like everyone knows at least one other person, a different friend group. So there's just like a lot of socialization going on. And what's really cool about being on the island right now is that you're not just with like the med med students. You also get to meet like a lot of vet students out here too. Um, you also have like nursing students and like the undergraduate people. So you just meet like a lot of people. Um, and there's also like a lot of, I would say opportunities to mingle with them because we always have like little events going on throughout the week. I know that there are a lot of um, like soccer games, basketball games, like when you work out, we even have like bake sales or like a lot of club events that are in person. It just gives you the chance to really like mingle with others. What has been your favorite event so far? My favorite event? Oh my gosh. Um, so I think it was during one of the um, mental health wellness days that we had, or I think it was last term, but they actually brought puppies that you can play with that are actually up for adoption. And you just get to like cuddle them, you could walk them, you could play with them. And that was like the best thing ever because I have I have a dog at home and I couldn't bring her with me just because it would be so inconvenient um, just to have her get adjusted. So it wouldn't be fair to her. So I left her at home and I was so sad. But then you get to play with like all these puppies and you're just like, wow, this feels so good. They also offer, I think, um, yoga, early morning beach yoga, one of those weeks. And then like you get free ice cream. So anything free was pretty nice too. <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah, it seems like a fun time. So I'm excited to come there and enjoy it. 
Um, also, how is, as far as like the lecture hall and the small group, how is it like, I bet it's very different than online what we're going through right now? Yeah, um, so lecture hall, um, my first day of lecture, it was so packed and it was so weird because it's, you're still kind of in that COVID period, but it's not like COVID's completely gone, of course, but it's just so weird to see so many people all in the same room. Um, and you just kind of forget about what life was kind of like before then. Um, it's definitely interesting though, because you have like, you still have the two lectures that run through with like the two different facilitators, but you, it's just, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of weird because I, I haven't been in a social situation in so long that being in this like closed area is just really different, but it's like a nice different. It's refreshing. Cause like you see everyone else, like you're about, wow, this is my cohort. We're all grinding to be a doctor. Like, it's just pretty cool. Um, the lecture hall does get really cold on some days. There's some days that AC doesn't really work, but most of the days lately have been so cold. So if you're gonna go to lecture, definitely bring a sweater. I personally bring a sweater and a blanket because I cannot stand the cold. Um, as a far for small groups. Um, so since we are term four, we have two different types of small groups. Um, but for like term one and term three, you still have like the same kind of like breakdown of having like the facilitators, they still rotate through. It's actually really nice because I feel like some people learn better in person because there's kind of more of like that individual attention if you need it, as opposed to like being online because you are set to a certain like amount of time. But all the facilitators that I've had were pretty great and super helpful. And it's just nice because you do get some facilitators like a couple more times throughout the um, like the semester. So they just kind of like check in on you like, oh, hey, I remember you, like, how's your term going? They're just like, oh, it's going. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's so nice to kind of just see the faces and not just see them from the screen. Yeah, for sure. Definitely like um, anatomy lab was probably very, was very different for me in term two because I've never been in a cadaver lab before. And the smell was so strong and I almost fainted. <laughs> But I was like, wow, like it just like felt like I was actually in med school, like to actually see it, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a different experience for sure. Mm -hmm. How is as far as like housing and the transport over there? Like, what was your experience like? Okay. Um, so I actually live off campus. Um, I got lucky because my friend group when we were moving down, I had a really great friend. Um, her name is Anna. She was the one who was basically searching for apartments for us to live in, you know. So she's the reason why I'm living in this apartment right now. And it's great. I live at Bayfront Apartments, which is like right across the street from campus. So it's literally like a two minute walk over, which is really nice when you sometimes wake up a little late. <laughs> um, but transportation wise. So SGU actually has shuttles that run through most of the campus. So there's kind of like different buses that we have. So I know a lot of people, anything near campus is considered to be like true blue. So they do have the shuttle services that run until like, I think the first bus is like 7am until maybe like 1am. And what's really cool is that the later it gets, the buses actually drop you off directly in front of your house. And then like there's a security guard and they'll watch you like go inside. So it feels very safe. Um, in terms of like 
I suppose, going to other places that aren't on the bus route, it's very easy to find uh, taxis. A lot of students have connections with taxi people that you just like get their number and then you just like message them like, hey, like, can you come and get me? I'd like to do this. So it's, it's pretty safe because the community really uses a lot of the same people. Um, I feel like everything is pretty close to each other. Like for the grocery stores, which is really like the main thing that I was worried about. It's literally just one bus ride towards um, this area called Grand Ants and you just go back and it's pretty like fine. You just have to get used to like riding buses if you're not really big on public transportation. But when you get here, like that's all you really have. <laughs> Unless you could drive or know someone that drives. <laughs> all right. So it's convenient in a way there, kind of, because I heard that the roads are on the opposite side when you have to drive. Yeah, I personally don't drive, so I never really noticed until I started walking. So there's no like um, traffic lights or anything. It's kind of like um, you just go when it's safe to go. <laughs> yeah, so I, I assume that's kind of hard to start to drive over there, but if someone wants to, I'm sure that they'll find a way. Yeah, it's definitely um, easy uh, to find. Like if the people are really accustomed to driving, they just say it's just getting getting used to it. But the whole process of like finding a car and then getting like the necessary papers wasn't too bad. And they were able to get it within like the day, maybe a day or two, and that was about it. Right, right. And as far as like a nail salons, eyebrows, places and stuff like that, are there places that you ran across? Definitely. So um, there is one place I used to go to all the time. She was located in Grand Ants, actually. It's this called the Serenity Spa. I don't know if she's still out there or if she moved to a new location in Lansapines because I haven't been in a while, but they definitely do have um, nail salons. And there's a place inside the actual IGA mall, which is off the same bus stop near the grocery store. It's literally within like the same vicinity. If you walk through the mall, you walk into the grocery store. Everything's really close to each other. So there are definitely um, like nail salons. I think they do hair. They also offer massages. I know that there's a barber shop for men that's pretty um, close to the pharmacy around here. So it is a little, it's a little bit off campus, but it's not too far, maybe like a 10 minute walk or so. For eyebrows, I personally do my own eyebrows because I'm kind of afraid of anyone else touching mine. But I assume that they do do eyebrows because they do offer like waxing and sugaring services around here too. Nice. So it is like everything is in there. We just kind of have to find our way around. Yeah, you basically have to find your way around and then you have to make appointments. And just to keep in mind that they do run on like island time, so services can take a while, but it's really nice because they are very friendly. They just like having a long conversation. So I would definitely book it on a day where you just have a lot of extra free time. Right, okay. And as far as the electric bill, I've heard um, a lot of things. What was your experience with that? Um, so since I have three other roommates, we split our electric bill and typically it's not as bad as um, I would say other places have it. I think it really just depends on like where you're living and in terms of like how much you're using it because I'm not really home most of the time. So my electric, our electric bill tends to be a bit lower. 
I think our last electric bill was probably about maybe like 40 US per person, but they do do it in AC, but they'll convert it for you. So it just really depends on like where you're living and how often you're using it. Electricity can be, the electric bill can be a bit high because that's what I've heard from other people, but it just really depends on like where you're living and like what your landlord is saying the readings are. Nice. So as far as every, anyone that is going to pack right now and is planning to take some stuff, what would you say that it's the most important stuff to take other than the, other than the food that you want to? <laughs> um, I would definitely bring uh, spare electronics if possible. Like, so last semester, my charger just was not working and I thought it was like my whole computer issue and it was just really stressful to get another charger and it was more expensive. So if you're able to bring like a spare charger, spare cables, maybe an extra Apple pencil, um, just to be safe, it'd be, I think that's like a really good thing to have along with uh, a good bug spray. <laughs> there are a lot of mosquitoes out here and they are a little ruthless, not gonna lie. Uh, We're currently in the dry season. So, which is kind of weird because it still rains a lot. So I would still pack an umbrella. Um, let's see, if you are a person who likes to whiteboard and like those bright fun colors, you should definitely like bring your own packs of whiteboarding markers. You'll run through them pretty quick, but the bookstore does have like certain colors and it's fine. But I know that there's some people who prefer just using like the colors that you can't really find out here. Um, what else would I pack? Um, I would definitely wish that I packed um, more photos of home because I do get pretty homesick. I know I was just like, I'll just like bring it, bring up the picture on my phone and look at them if that's it. But I would think anything that can make your place more homey and more comfortable for you, you should definitely bring. So I would, I would probably bring pictures next time, maybe like those fairy lights, anything that like would bring comfort to you because you definitely either in your room a lot studying or you're on campus but just anything that like reminds you of home at least for me that would have been really good yeah i like that idea mm -hmm. really nice. cool and what would you advise to anyone that is coming over there it's their first time coming they haven't even gone to see the campus um what is your advice to them I think my biggest one would just be be really open. And like, I know it's really hard to be like, don't be afraid because it's a whole new adventure, but just like realize that there are so many people out here that are willing to help you. Um, so like not to be afraid to ask for help too. Like it's a whole new, it's a whole new life. Like you're trying to get adjusted to a whole new lifestyle and it can be so stressful because now you're balancing how to be an actual adult on your own and school and it's just a lot but just know that there are people that are there for you and really like rely on your support system but don't be afraid to just be out there and like make new friends just like socialize I think that's like one of the best things that I've been doing so far as long for this term is like just putting myself out there and getting involved and then just like really experiencing what the island has to offer you know we're only on this island for a short amount of time so definitely taking the breaks you need and exploring, but just trying to like maintain a good balance. Right, I feel like we need that, especially with what we'll be going through and what we're still going through right now. Exactly. 
Sure. If anyone has any questions, where can they reach you in regards to like the campus life and everything? Um, they could definitely reach out to me on like my Instagram. Um, I think you could share those details if they need to or um, my email. I'm really open to whatever platform is more available for anyone. I respond all the time, always on my phone. <laughs> nice. I will, I will share your Instagram in case they want to reach you. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate all your time and hope to see you on campus soon. No, of course. Thank you so much for interviewing me. This has been so much fun. I can't wait to see you. We'll definitely get dinner when you're out here, okay? Yes, definitely. Thank you. Today we're talking with Jess Rubin, and she'll explain a little bit about her transition, how it was to SGU and the school over there in campus. If you want to go and tell me a little bit about yourself, and, and then we can move on to um, how the transition was over there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Jess. I'm currently term four online in the US, but I did go to Grenada for term two. Um, so I went in, oh my God, it feels like so long ago. <laughs> I went in August of last year and I stayed almost until the end of the term, came home and then thought, you know, hopefully we could do the rest online, but that's not the case. So um, a little bit of bouncing around, but it was a really good experience to just see what things were like over there. Um, so I wrote down some of the points that you were talking about. So I'll just kind of start going through them. Um, so in terms of travel documents, what you're absolutely going to need is obviously a current passport. Most people know that, but you also are going to need your acceptance letter from the school. And you're also going to need the school sent you a letter that says you don't need a visa because you're coming to SGU from this date to this date. And so that's why you're coming. So you don't necessarily need to get a visa. This is, I'm from the US, so that was my instructions. Um, the school gives you specific dates. If for some reason you took a CR or an LOA or for whatever reason, the date that you're leaving is now gonna be a different date. You just reach out to the school and say, hey, I need a new letter um, that just shows the dates that I'll be there. So when you go, to, I flew out of JFK and all my friends flew out of JFK in New York City. So that's my experience. So you'll come with a little folder and you'll have all your documents. I would even print out just a picture of your student ID, like just so there's nothing that they could ask about. And when you go, because right now, as of April 4th, they're not requiring COVID tests anymore. So you, right now, don't worry about COVID testing, just have your documents and go right to the help desk. Don't try to check in at the normal check-in. Go right to the help desk because they go through your documents and they make sure that your acceptance letter and the visa letter matches your passport. So like sometimes what happens is at the um, regular check-in desk, they're kind of like not sure what to do, or they might like one of my friends, like her, she's from another country. So on her passport, her name was spelled one letter differently than how she spells it in the U.S., huge deal. So yeah, so just go right to the help desk. They take your bags, they'll check you in, they'll do everything. Um, that's really it for travel. Obviously get to the airport super, super, super early because you just never know what they're going to, you know, maybe you'll have a harder time or a lot of flights get canceled and delayed, especially with international um, travel. So just get there super early. And it, it truly is seamless. If you like have all your documents, it really is not bad. Um, yeah, the flight from JFK is under five hours, not bad. So when you get to Grenada, 
um, you get off the plane right onto the tarmac, like, and immediately you will feel the heat. <laughs> and it's just blinding sunshine and it's very warm. And, you know, you have, you'll go inside. Um, if they do COVID test you at the airport, you get in line to just get a PCR COVID test. If they're not doing COVID testing anymore, then you go in and get your customs and all that. So they just ask you where you're going to live. They just look at all your documents again, you're going to be showing these documents all day. Um, and then you can go either get your COVID test or go get your bags. And when you go get your bags, it's not automated. So all of your bags are just sitting in a room lined up. So it can be a little crazy. <laughs> you're literally going through and like looking for them. And there are people there to help you carry your bags to the taxis, which are right outside. So um, you should just have some cash on you. They'll accept Caribbean money. They'll accept Grenadian money. Um, but there are people there who will help you. And then you take your taxi um, to wherever you're going to be living. And then that's it. <laughs> and it'll feel very crazy, um, like especially seeing the just your environmental surroundings as you leave the airport is really crazy but honestly you'll settle in much quicker than you think like you'll even know like it's gonna for some people like it's gonna be the most different environment they've ever been in it's still honestly like once I got to my apartment I like immediately I felt fine like I didn't feel like I was in some weird like oh this is not my home this is abnormal I was just like okay I have a lot to get used to but it wasn't bad so that was good. So that's for travel. Um, in terms of housing, there's obviously on-campus housing, there's off-campus housing. Um, it, it's kind of, there's not really anything general to say about it. My recommendations for searching for housing are you want, um, it would be better to have a complex rather than just like a standalone house. Um, also like just make sure you are able to get in touch with your landlord easily. Um, so like usually they'll just, everything is on WhatsApp, even if it like normally it would be weird to text someone like you're going to be texting with a bakery. Like I, it's so crazy. Everything is done on WhatsApp. Um, like just make sure you can contact your landlord easily. It's also good like in a complex because you know like there's a maintenance person like you know someone's going to be taking care of everything and honestly just for like safety you know there's always going to be people around um, you know and you know your surroundings. So the areas that are like there's True Blue, which is where school is. And then there's Lansupine or LAE as you'll see it written. And then there's Morn Rouge. Those are like the three areas that are closest. So Morn Rouge and Grand Anne's is where the IGA and the mall are. So regardless of if you're close to campus, you're gonna have to get yourself to these other areas for food shopping, for the pharmacy, for the mall. Like if you need to get anything electronic or anything you could need. Um, and the beat one of the beaches is out there if that's where you want to go. So how, yeah, you just have to like, you know, find something you're comfortable with, like obviously having air conditioning is, you know, a must. Um, and really just being able to be sure that you're in touch with your landlord. Those are like the biggest things because it's really everyone is kind of wanting something different. Um, so yeah, usually you can either pay a lot of places will have you pay in cash, you can pay with a credit card, you could do a wire transfer. Those are like the three most common methods of payment. 
Um, in terms of transportation, so there are buses from the school and there is like a set SGU bus route and each bus has its own stops that it does. So that's pretty convenient for a lot of the apartment complexes. Even my, I was in Morin Rouge, which is like 15 minutes away and it came like directly to our street. Um, so we did, it was a five minute walk from my apartment but it wasn't bad at all. Um, and the buses do go to the mall to IGA and they don't go directly to the beach, but the beach is like across from IGA. So you just would take that bus. Um, that's really, if you want to get your own car, um, they're going to be between 350 and 450 US dollars a month. And the person who I worked with, it was a cash payment every month. So I would just go and you sign like a lease agreement just as you kind of would with anything else. Um, and same thing I had his WhatsApp number. If anything went wrong, I would text him um, and things like that. Cause you know, and Grenada is very different um, in the fact that, you know, you'll reach out to someone like a business very professionally. And I'm not, I'm not saying they're unprofessional. It's just, you're, it's an, the communication is not what you're used to. So like, I'll say like, um, hey, you know, I was wondering if you had any apartments available. Um, I'm really interested in the apartment complex and they'll respond like a friend would be texting you back and like, they'll just like write you or dot, 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 or LOL. Or it's just really funny to get used to because you're like, you know, trying to compose this nice message. Um, and it's so much more casual there. It really is. So yeah, transportation, you do have the bus route. Sometimes the buses don't run as late as they say they will. So, you know, just you'll pick up on that pretty quickly. What and is, um, what is the latest usually that they run? I honestly, I do not know because when I was there, um, they had to shut down evening activities um, early on and before shutting down the whole campus. So I don't, honestly, I don't remember. Um, I don't. It wasn't till midnight, but it was like around then. Um, and there is like an, an off hours bus or something. Um, so they do have options, like they absolutely do. And especially because everyone's coming back to campus, they're gonna have to accommodate that, you know? So like, I know they have like the after hours bus, which didn't have a specific route. It was just anyone like they would, and they would take you right to your driveway. Cause if it was late and dark and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, really you just either take the buses or you get your own car and, um, you know, if you get your own car, you do have to have a parking decal, um, to park on campus. You also need a parking decal to park at container park. Um, so those are just like technical things to think about. Um, you, they have a gas station, they have multiple gas stations. So you would just go and you don't like someone pumps your gas for you. Um, so you actually don't even have to get out of the car. So that was nice. Um, and do you have to change, um, do you have to get an ID or something for over there? Yeah. So if you want to have a car, you just go to the police station and you show them your license from whatever country you're from, and they will write you a Grenadian license, which is a small piece of paper. <laughs> and it just says for the time that you're here, you can operate like a commercial vehicle. Um, and that's all. And then you just, so in Grenada, also you drive on the opposite side of the road. And it's difficult because like in, when you get into like St. George's, at least as far as I went in, the traffic lights didn't work. 
So it was very like, especially at an intersection, it was like, I don't really know what's happening, but I'll go and I can go. So you just have to be really careful and like watch out around you. But like the drive from school to the beach or to Lansapine or to any of the, is not bad. It's mostly a straight shot, but like the the road looks like a single road like it's not divided but there'll be a lot of people passing you like there's there's essentially really no rules to the road the only rule is be on the correct side of the road if other cars are coming I'm not that's basically it so like if there's lots of cars make sure you're on the correct side which is the left side um and that's it <laughs> you'll you'll learn as you go um so the lecture hall and small group oh my god um you guys are gonna die when you go to a small group in person <laughs> um you're not gonna believe me when I tell you this but small group in person is incredible like you're gonna cry tears of joy that you had a good experience that you learned something and you're gonna be upset that that couldn't translate to online. I think the one, like, because the facilitators are the same people, you might even recognize them from people you've seen online, but being in person, it's just so much more of like a conversational environment. Um, and like the facilitators, like the first time we had an SP in term two, like to learn the abdominal exam, my facilitator didn't even do the questions. He was like, I want to show you how to go through this abdominal exam. And instead of like sitting back down at the table when everyone else did, we just stayed around our patient and he showed us all these different things. So the facilitators truly want to teach you and they want to teach you the clinical things and they really want to show you um, the high yield stuff and they're going to do that and they can't you know because you're in person you can work with your hands you can you know try things out use your stethoscope um so it, it's really nice of course you know I don't remember having any negative experiences with a facilitator, even ones who felt more strict where it was like, okay, we have to get through everything. Um, it still was much, it's, there's just much less tension. There's much less pressure. Like you're in person, everyone's doing the same thing. It's honestly really nice. So I think that um, small group and anything patient related will be much more enjoyable. Um, lectures feel pretty much the same. You just sit in the lecture hall. Um, the lecture hall is typically very well air conditioned. However, it's not uncommon that they will have a problem with the air conditioners. So, you know, always bring a sweatshirt, but you just may or may not need it. Um, but lectures felt very, very, it's funny because you're finally seeing like my first lecture. I forget who the first lecture was, but Dr. Mendelany was next and he was just standing next to me. And I was like, oh. it's <laughs> VIP looking at in the flesh. <laughs> so it's like so funny because they're, they're right there. You can say hello to them. Like you're going to see them on campus. Um, so I just, it, it felt so funny because like we're just used to online but yeah small group is a lot better i found iti online uh excuse me in person i was in iti for term two um i found it to be very helpful um because it was really just discussion based um and it's just hard to facilitate that online you know with everything that's going on but yeah i really liked it um the facilitators yeah they it's the same you know vibe that you get but they're it's just much more like sitting with someone like a friend because they're they're all pretty much our age kind of you know they're not like older um and they're you know they just went through this too you know they and they're very smart and it's easier just to talk when you're sitting with a group of people so i think they have an easier time facilitating as well when they're just sitting next to us like as normal people um 
so food shopping, um, it's very expensive and there are options to shop on campus. Um, there's a convenience store where you can pretty much get anything you would expect to get at like a gas station. That, I know that doesn't sound appealing, but just in terms of the types of things that they have. So they have like tons of drinks, like Gatorade, soda, water, like any kind of drink. Um, they have like some frozen food, like chicken nuggets, French fries, sweet potato fries, and um, mozzarella sticks. They're not the best mozzarella sticks, but I got them anyway. And um, yeah, so you have these huge freezer bags. So you can get stuff like that. You can, um, sometimes they'll have bread so you can get your bread, but they have like candy, chips, snacks. Um, and in the back, they have like a selection where it's like two shelves of more grocery stuff. So I think it was like um, some toilet paper, some like laundry detergent, um, canned food. Um, really just nothing fresh, nothing perishable. They might have like some fruit up front, but um, you know, it's definitely not, you can't really just use that for your groceries. Like they, you definitely could go there for some, oh, you ran out of soap or shampoo. Like they'll have something you can grab quick, but it definitely won't replace a trip to the grocery store. Um, and then right off campus in Container Park, there's another similar store called Calls. And they definitely have a larger variety, but I would still, they're just a convenience store, you know, but like bread and, you know, even like canned beans and stuff, like they have all that stuff, probably like mayonnaise. And I think they have like a fridge in the back with like some cheese and things like that. But again, calls really couldn't replace like a trip to the grocery store. I think they have like alcohol there too, like wines and stuff. Um, so definitely if you just need one or two things, it totally will work. Um, again, quite expensive comparatively, but um, it, it kind of is what it is when you're on the island. Um, but in terms of grocery shopping, the biggest place that students go is the IGA, which is located in the mall. So you can take any of the buses um, to the mall to Grand Anne's to get there and then take one back. Um, and honestly, I felt it had a really good selection of stuff. Um, in terms of getting meat, like fresh, like meat to go home and like make something, really the only thing I ever was able to see there was ground beef and um, some like chicken, uh, like chicken legs and stuff. There really wasn't like a large um, selection like you'd be used to for meats. Um, like you really can't get like chicken breasts. And so that was in my experience. It could have been my timing too, because things, if something's good, it gets taken up very quickly. Um, I just never saw that stuff very often, but they absolutely have sodas, like the sodas you would be used to in the US or they have a deli. So you can get like deli meats, cheese and just make a sandwich. Um, and they really truly have like, you don't have to bring that much food unless you're concerned with pricing and you have like things that you wanna bring. Um, like some people bring like salad dressing or like, I don't like pasta and stuff, but you really, you really don't need to, in my opinion, I think it'll just take up space. Um, but the reason I think that people do bring those things is because of the cost. Um, and there's nothing I can think of to say, like, definitely bring this off the top of my head right now. Um, cause they truly, they, they have enough. And I mean, if you're just going, especially for term five, you'll be fine. Or if it's just your first term and you're going to be there for a while, you know, you can have people send you things or when you come home to visit, you then could take back whatever you need to, but, 
it wasn't bad. And there are other like local supermarkets. Like there was a supermarket, like if you go past IGA and go in a little bit into St. George's, there was a supermarket right there that I never went into it. I would just pay my bills next door, but it looked, it just looked like a normal supermarket. So there absolutely are other options. As far as like the foods to bring, how about like a protein powders and any of the vitamins or anything that like we could use over here? Are they over there or? Um, in my experience, people who are using like large amounts of those or like even my roommate would always eat like the same kind of protein bar. I believe she brought those with her. So I would bring your protein powders and I would bring anything specific like that. I don't remember seeing those anywhere while shopping, but it's also not something that I was looking for. Um, and I know on like the class pages, like the, um, any of the class pages you're a part of, people did ask about that. And so there are comment threads of like what people did. I'm pretty sure my roommate literally just had it in like a large Ziploc bag of protein powder. Um, and she brought a couple and it, you know, she was able to use it while she was there. So I think most people do bring those things. Um, they say anything at the airport that we need to have it like into its own bags or like into its own container or anything like that? Not that I'm aware of. I haven't heard of people doing that. I just heard of people like putting it in a bag and hoping for the best. Um, I never heard of anyone like having an issue with it, like at the airport. So we just don't um, want to bring like a bunch of powder there in a Ziploc bag. And correct. So I, <laughs> but I think, I don't know, people haven't had an issue with it. So I, that definitely would be check like those comment threads and see what people say. Um, but in terms of all the people I, cause I know a couple people who did bring it, they didn't have an issue at all. Um, you're, you're, you're not allowed to have pepper spray in Grenada, okay. but perhaps it might be something you consider taking with you. Um, just because of, you know, especially if you live like, again, I've never had anything happen. I've never had anyone else say anything's happened, but you know, there are like break-ins that happen. There are things that can happen. And I did bring pepper spray with me and I did not have an issue. Um, but it was just something that did make me feel better. So, but just, um, in FYI, you are not allowed to have, um, pepper spray. I'm pretty sure, but like at the airports, they don't care. Like they don't look for it or anything, but, um, I, I did. And a lot of the ladies that I spoke to, they did bring their own as well, just as, you know, just as you would at home though. Like a lot of people right. carry it at home, but just so you know, it's not, um, technically I don't think it's allowed in Grenada. So whatever. Um, so in terms of your nails and your eyebrows and all that, I don't really know where you can get like makeup in Grenada, but there are absolutely like, there are multiple nail salons. Um, you kind of can like look it up on Facebook and like, look up like, you know, Grenada nails and see what you find or like ask like some of the people at school. Um, but there, or actually the lady who works at the convenience store on campus always has her nails done. So she can probably tell you. Um, and even like when you go out, you'll see a lot of the ladies, like they all have their nails done and they're really nice. 
Um, so I would just ask them like where they get their nails done and they do like acrylic nails. Like you'll see the same things. Um, people also do eyebrows. There's a lot of salon, not, not a lot, it's Grenada, but like there were at least two or three salons that will do like microblading eyebrows. They'll do eyelash extensions. They do lip injections and Botox. Like, so you can maintain your, um, beauty regimen over there pretty well. The only thing I, um, didn't get done there because I ended up leaving was my hair. I didn't like get my roots touched up or anything. Um, I'm sure, I mean, I know there's like tons of salons for like braiding and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't um, ever look into if there was like a place to like dye your hair, but I am certain that it is out there, especially in the mall. Like I know even in the mall, I think like there's a hair place there. So you can absolutely get those things done. Um, so that's not, it's not terrible. Um, but yeah, look, you can look up on like Instagram and Facebook to see like, you know, their work and what they do. Um, there's also a, um, multiple tattoo and piercing places that a lot of people like to go to. Um, I haven't heard any like bad stories of like piercings getting infected. Cause I know some people are nervous to do it. Um, the tattoo shop, they actually like look pretty good. Like I, they just had, they like renovated and had a grand reopening and like their work looks pretty nice and a lot of people go I didn't but um it's definitely a common thing so it's it's all available there um and what else the electric bill so if you live off campus you're going to get an or you or your landlord is going to get an electric bill through Grenlec. That's they're just like Grenada's electric company. And they're going to do one of two things. They're either going to then take your individual bill and give it to you and then you pay for it and um, settle it yourself or the apartment complex is going to send you, you like an extra bill from the apartment. So you pay the apartment and then the apartment handles the electric bill. Um, it, it is quite expensive. I think I'm trying to remember how much ours was. I want to say I had a roommate. So it was me and another girl, Alex. And so we split the electric bill and I want to say we paid between 100 to 200 dollars us each a month so our electric bills would look like they were like 700 dollars, but that was in ec so 700 ec is like 300 us dollars and then you split that in half to get 150 so your that was our electric bill i ran my ac when i was home it, i kept it on all night but during the day i turned it on and off depending on you know the temperature um, we turned it off completely if we weren't home. And then we only used the air conditioning in the living room if we were sitting out there. So, but we weren't, we didn't try to like conserve electricity. Like we weren't like, oh my God, like let's turn it off. Um, you know, we put it on if it was hot, we turn it off if it wasn't. And our electric bill was always between 100 to 200 US dollars each. And that was for three air conditioner units. So each bedroom and then a living room. Um, because like my bedroom didn't get a lot of sunlight. It had one window that was facing a back wall. <laughs> um, it, my room actually never got that hot. Um, so I didn't even have it blasting when I had it on. It was just to cool it down. So it totally depends on your apartment. Um, 
and you just kind of have to feel it out and like see what that first bill is and then make whatever adjustments that you know you think you need to um and then the way that you pay your electric bills like i said you either pay your apartment complex or your landlord or you can create, if you pay it individually, you create an online account or you have to go to Western Union to pay it. So we ended up, it was too confusing to set up an online account. So we um, once a month would have to physically go to the Western Union in St. George's and um, just pay it in cash. And then they take, you know, they take part of your bill, they write down your information and then it gets, you know, they take care of it. Um, yeah. And another thing about Grenada is <laughs> everything is going to take so much longer than you're used to. So like when it's grocery shopping day, that's going to be your day. Like it's not, it's going to be your whole day, but like you kind of have to plan your life around your errands. So like, if you know you have to go grocery shopping, or if you know you have to go to Western Union or something like that, um, just make sure you're planning accordingly. Cause like getting there, if you don't have a car, like it could take a little while to get there with the bus. When you get there, um, with COVID, they were social distancing. Um, but even still at Western Union, there were only two, um, like receptionists and the line was always down the road, you know, you're waiting outside, you're waiting in line. Um, and then, you know, to get into the grocery store, you had to wait in line to check out at the grocery store would often take about an hour, like once you were done. Um, so each island time is real and you just have to accept it. Like even doing anything, oh my God, what did I, what was it? Getting my parking decal on campus. I could have made a movie about it. Like it was, it was crazy. It was like, fill this out online. Then when you get an email, you're approved. Then you have to go to the campus, like, um, wherever you make cash payments to, and, and then you get a receipt that says you made the payment. Then you find the security office, show them that you made the payment. Then you show them your parking decal receipt. But if you didn't send them your dot, whatever documents beforehand, they get mad at you. I didn't know that. So they were like, but then they finally gave me a decal, but it was crazy. But then the place only um, to pay for it only takes cash. So then you have to go to the ATM and hope they have it. It's insane. Like, everything is going to be more steps than you think just because of silly things like oh they don't take your card or oh they only take um eastern caribbean dollars they don't take us money like just don't like get frustrated with it or you're gonna have high blood pressure like <laughs> you really truly are like just take it as it comes the atms run out of money because everyone's trying to take it so there's three atms on campus there's also an atm in the mall if you go all the way to the mall um but like to get my car payment out which was 350 us that's like over 800 dollars in cash and grenada money so i was taking out all the cash of <laughs> these you know, things, but you can only take like 200 for me. It's crazy. So there's just a lot to get used to. Um, but you absolutely can. And like, just like back to food, like there are a, like not a million, but there are quite a few on campus dining options. So if you're going to be on campus all day, you know, you can pack snacks or something just to have on you, but you really don't have to worry about like bringing a lunch, this or that, unless you're meal prepping or have something specific you want to bring. Um, but they absolutely have tons of food options. Um, there's a subway that's open like all the time with the same choices that you would have like at your usual subway. Um, 
And then, you know, just other like things are popping up. There's like a pasta place. There's like um, right literally across from campus. There's um, what's it called? Greek kitchen. Um, they have like pizza wraps, everything. There's now like a little juice bar next to it. So, and then container park, which is not even like a five minute walk um, down the road and you have like burgers and like chicken, like chicken nuggets or that's all I ever got. So I really don't know. Um, they have like a Mexican place, like, so you can get like tacos. Um, they have like six places though, like there, plus like there's some bars and stuff. So you, you don't have to worry about like having food on you at all times. They also have food delivery services that are very similar to like Uber Eats and stuff. So they have Carabytes, which is what I use, but they also have Caribbean Eats and they have, I think there's uh, like yoga food. So they have like multiple services where you just go online and you can order it just as you normally would so you can do delivery um like even when you get home and like you don't want to go grocery shopping there really are um like a lot of options so I think I covered yeah. all the things that you were saying another thing is you don't need a Charles Schwab account <laughs> everyone ask about that like you change the, the money where it is <laughs> So the thing is in Grenada, you can use your debit card. You can use your credit card. You can use your debit card. Um, there is a 2% charge on international transactions. But when I tell you, if I went to the grocery store and spent a hundred dollars, that's like not even like two full dollars, you know? So like the international service charge I had, I used People's United Bank was so little that in the grand scheme of things, it did not affect anything for me financially. But again, I was only using it at like the grocery store, the convenience store. So I wasn't make, I wasn't like making huge purchases. When I paid my rent, it did end up coming up to like a 30, a 35 to $40 um, charge. Um, but again, like it's either that, or you do a wire transfer, which in and of itself costs money. So to me, just keeping my debit card was just the easy, like the lesser of all the evils. And, you know, then it's your card and you just let your um, company know ahead of time. You just let them know you'll be in Grenada. So they'll put it in their system. Um, what might happen is while you're in Grenada, your card knows you're in Grenada. If you want to order something back home, like, oh, I, I really need this. I'm going to send it to my parents' house or whatever. Um, some online companies like based out of the U.S. might decline your purchase because they're like, why is someone in Grenada trying to buy this and ship it to the U.S.? You know, because it can look like a suspicious transaction. So I came back from Grenada earlier than expected. So my card wasn't working. It worked on Amazon and stuff, but on like some like really like, um, like Pat McGrath, like it wasn't working to buy like some things. And I was like, that's so weird. Like what it works on Amazon, but it doesn't work. So you might have issues if you're trying to send like little things home or like have people ship you things, but all you would do is just call the company and say, oh, the credit card company and just say, oh, can you just make it look like I'm in the US and Grenada or whatever um, so that it goes through. But there, yeah, I I never met anyone who did like put their money in a Charles Schwab account. I But I also don't know what benefits that holds. Like maybe there's a certain uh, circumstance that that is beneficial. Um, I didn't really find that, so. But like in your experience, it worked as fine as mm -hmm. or any other. It worked perfectly fine, yeah. 
Um, the other thing is your phone. Um, what I did, I have AT&T. So I put my phone, like everyone says, you put your phone on airplane mode as soon as you get there, because truly everywhere has Wi-Fi, even the grocery store. Like you go in and you just connect to IGA Wi-Fi, you connect to the mall Wi-Fi. If you're on the beach, you can sometimes connect to like the hotels Wi-Fi that you're near. Um, I got a plan that said, um, you can use your phone internationally. So I would turn on cell phone service and it would be $10 a day, excuse me. So you couldn't use that as like a caveat to just use your phone all day, every day. So if you turn it on, you have 24 hours to use cell phone service and you're charged $10. And then, you know, you turn it off when you're done. Um, what happens is if you do a plan like that and you have your phone on consecutively for like three months while you're there, your phone company is going to say, listen, we're not an international, you know, Caribbean phone company. We're going to have to like, you can't use our service solely over there. So just be careful with that. But there was very few times that I had to turn on my cell phone service because I would call people on FaceTime audio. I would just FaceTime people. And honestly, you can use, um, I talked to some people on Facebook audio, on Instagram, you can Snapchat, you can use anything. Um, there were very few times like calling, you know, back home to make an appointment somewhere or something was a time when I had to turn it on. And if you want to call something on campus, like the health center, you do need to have like to use a phone to do that. Um, and the phone service is through flow. So if you did want to get a cell phone on um, the island or get a SIM card for yours, I would go with the flow service because that's what came on automatically to mine and it worked perfectly fine. But true, like it's crazy. Like you really do have Wi-Fi everywhere. The one thing that made me nervous is like when I was out driving, like, you know, by myself, um, cause you don't have Wi-Fi there. And even if I did turn on my cell phone service, I didn't really know people's phone numbers, you know, to like call them. And even if I did, they didn't have their cell phone service on. So the one thing that did make me nervous was those situations. So, you know, always just have like all the campus emergency numbers. Cause though, even if you're off campus, that's who you would call. Like as a student, you can call them and like, they'll help you. So, um, I would just make sure you have all the numbers saved. So if you do need to use them, you can just call them quickly. Okay. So for example, if you're going on the bus or something and you wouldn't have Wi-Fi, right? Um, no, you would not have Wi-Fi on the bus. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, I don't think the bus routes are too long, right? The transport is not usually. No, it, do it doesn't take that long at all. Um, like leaving school to get to, uh, even with making stops on the way, it really only took um, maybe 15 minutes to get all the way to Morn Rouge, like up the hill to their like final stop that they went to. Um, and they do, when they stop at the mall, they stop and they wait, like they wait for like 10 to 15 minutes to see if anyone's going to get on the bus. So it like, we'll say the bus route takes this much time that probably that might take into account them stopping and waiting somewhere. Like it doesn't mean it'll take you, you know, 30 minutes to get somewhere. Okay. And the bus drivers were really good. They honestly were very protective. <laughs> like most of them were men. They were like older Grenadian men. And there's like, I don't understand the beep to wave situation when driving, but like 
the beeping is a way of communicating uh, between men. It would seem like, you know, they'd see a guy and you beep and he would know to look up. It was just very crazy. But like, it seems like they like knew like the locals really well. And like, they would always make sure like they were parked in a safe place. So like you can get off and, you know, not step into traffic or something. And they would, um, you know, if you got on the wrong bus, they would make sure like, you know, they'll drop you off where you needed to go. Like they were, they were super nice. and so the bus drivers like are really good. That's good to know. Um, <laughs> how about, is there an app that you can see like when the buses are coming or like the times that they'll be coming in? Not that I'm aware of. I don't know anything about that. There is um, at like the little bus stop at school, they do have all the schedules posted. And that is what like your bus driver, like literally will have that piece of paper folded in his pocket. And that's what he goes off of. Like, that's it. So it's very like, you know, this guy's just driving that same route all day long. So um, there typically isn't much of a change. Like, so when it said, oh, the bus was leaving at 1230 from campus, um, they would pull up, you know, right at 1227 and doors are shut at 1230 and they're leaving. So they're, they're pretty, I never had a bus show up late or leave late. Like they leave right on the dot and they'll show up a couple minutes before so everyone can get on the bus. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything else. I think you spoke about everything mostly, but if anyone wants to reach out, would they be able to reach out to you and how? Yeah, of course. Uh, my email is just my like J for Jess and then Ruben, R-U-B-I-N at sgu.edu. Um, and literally any questions or if like you're in a group chat with me, feel free to just reach out privately. Um, there's nothing else I can think of other than like you genuinely, it is going to be so much hotter than you even can. Like you're going to be so warm. Um, and yet you'll still need a sweatshirt for lecture sometimes because it's that cold when you're just sitting there, but it's going to be so, so, so hot. You're not going to want to wear your usual makeup routine. You're not going to want to like, you know, have extra clothes, like just bring what's comfortable, just bring what you wear. Um, you absolutely can get fit, not everything, but you can get things over there. There's so many students, like someone's going to have something if you forget it, you know, or they're going to be able to help you get it. So, um, and a lot of sunscreen, right? Yes. Oh my God. A lot of sunscreen. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, like the beaches are like amazing though. Like there's BBC beach, there's uh, grand Anne's beach, which are close to one another. And then um, there's a couple others that like magazine beach. And there's a few others that students tend to go to a lot and it's just lovely. Like, it's just so nice. Like you just really truly do forget about everything and just like hang out in the water. It's really nice. Yeah. How about the life after the exams and the studying? Were you able to experience that in the short time that you're there? Um, I did it. I was not interested. I, after an exam, I go to sleep. <laughs> I, I catch up on, you know, I finally like, you know, pick up the clothes off the floor and like, you know, I just want to like, do not, yeah, catch up on the TV shows and everything. But there absolutely is a life after like exams, like whether it's somebody is like, you know, known to having people over or, you know, people are usually going to brew, which is that container park or there's another brewery in Lansipine a lot of people go to there's a lot of space at like um bar and like hookah bar and karaoke and like places that can have tons of students um and a lot of people will take maybe take the next day off and go to the beach like 
you'll find something going on for whatever you're interested in. And also like um, on campus too, like people, you know, once it's late or once it's dark or hanging out like at Belford outside and just like having a nice time. So there tons of things you can do and just like get dressed up and go out to eat or whatever you're interested in. Like there absolutely is, you know, something fun to do. Mm-hmm. No, well, thank you for your time. And if I have any other questions, I'll reach out to you right now. Absolutely. Thank you. Today, we're here with Monica, and she'll be speaking in regards to her experience in campus and how the life was over there. Hi, Monica. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Uh, so tell us in which, um, in which term you are in and the experience that you had a little bit in campus when you went over there. Sure. So I'm currently in term four and I went to Grenada in August of 2021. So I was a term two at that time. Um, I flew from Phoenix, Arizona. So there aren't any direct flights from here to Grenada. So ultimately I ended up um, doing like a multi-leg journey. So I had a layover in Miami and then from Miami you fly directly to Grenada, which is Maurice Bishop Airport. And it's actually right by our school. So it's maybe like a seven minute taxi ride from the airport to the school. So that's really convenient. Um, unfortunately, I was part of the student body that arrived on the island and then pretty much within the first month got put into lockdown because they had COVID hit the island. They hadn't experienced anything with Delta previously. And then after the students arrived, Delta came to the island and they started getting a lot of cases. So that was about um, the second week of September. So a lot of students left the island. So it was approximately, I would say, maybe half the student body originally came in August. Then the majority of them left in mid-September. So the rest of us that stayed, if you were living on campus, you kind of had a better deal because you were free to move about the campus and do things. But those of us that lived off campus, which is what I chose to do, um, ended up having to be quarantined in your apartment from 5 p.m. on a Friday evening until 5 a.m. on Monday morning. You couldn't leave your apartment except to go into the yard. You couldn't go out into the neighborhood. You couldn't walk around. You couldn't really do anything. So it kind of uh, created a unique experience. So I did a lot of like grocery shopping online, which is a huge thing in Grenada. It's actually ultra convenient. There's one primary grocery store. It's the the IGA. And you can actually order your food online if you want, and they'll deliver it to you. You get about a three-hour window. But Um, I think it's important for people, especially who aren't used to like living on an island to consider that everything moves at island time. So it may or may not show up necessarily in your three hour window, your order window. So you just have to be prepared and like, I highly recommend people have WhatsApp on their phone because then you're able to have locals call you or you can make calls to a lot of the places on the island. Nice. So how were the prices over there in regards to like on campus um, eating and then off campus eating? So the prices are a little bit inflated comparatively, especially if you're talking about the U.S. Um, 
but since we're all going through inflation, maybe they're equivocable now. So, um, uh, because a lot of the food is imported in Trigonada, you're going to pay um, kind of a premium for a certain item. So like a lot of the produce is actually imported. So that's a little bit more expensive. And it's also high demand, especially among the students. So what I would recommend is, is talking to one of the workers at IGA and finding out what day they generally stock the food items. Because then you can place your order or you can go there and get the food and make sure you're getting the items that you want. Um, as far as on campus, there is a convenience store on campus. And then because you are paying for convenience, it's a little more expensive, but you're also gonna find things that are catered specifically to the students. So there's like a lot of candy, there's like a lot of liquor items that you'd be looking for. Um, the convenience store on campus actually is the best resource for buying fresh eggs. So if you want eggs, that's the place to go. You get like a huge tray of them and you can take your eggs off to your house or your dorm room. Um, there's also a convenience store called Calls, which is in um, Container Park, which is located just before the SGU campus. So it's on the way to campus, it's just before. Um, that one is also really convenient also pretty good source for eggs, but you have to go there early because tons of people utilize that particular convenience store. Um, but again, you're going to find a lot of items like if you're kind of homesick, that might be the place to go to try and get something that's like a comfort food item. And then they have a lot of like uh, frozen foods that you don't necessarily find on campus or maybe at IGA. So that one's also really nice. Um, there's a lot of restaurants on the island and it's actually has quite a diverse, um, it has diverse food choices. So if you're looking for like Mediterranean food, it has that option. There's sushi, there's American cuisine, there's all kinds of options. Um, one of my personal favorite things to do, which especially when we were quarantined, was to order through, they have a website called Carabyte. So it's K-A-R-I-Bytes.com. And it's basically Uber Eats, but for the island. So you can order, you can see all the restaurants that are providing um, delivery through Carabytes. And then you place your order and someone will bring it to you. It's exactly the same, just like on the island. So someone's going to maybe roll up on you on their like little dirt bike or whatever. But it was very convenient. And then it kind of like, you know, makes it reminiscent of home. And then also you have access to places, like if you don't have a vehicle, it's hard to get around. So if you wanna eat something unique or try something new, it's a great way to do that. Nice, so it's easy and it's convenient too, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you, I mean, you're able to peruse the menu and see, and then if you decide you wanna go there, you already know what you're looking for. So it's convenient. Right. What would you suggest to anyone that wants to get food from over here or anything like that? Would you suggest like anything or? Like if you wanted to bring food with you to the island, yeah. I would suggest like if you have um, some sort of like eating restriction, like you have a restricted diet or there's like a specific food item that is like a niche food item in the U.S., you need to bring it with you to the islands because there's no way you're going to get it there. And how about the lecture hall and like small groups? How are they in comparison to how are they online? Well, lecture hall um, 
it's a massive lecture hall and it's basically reminiscent of like your undergrad experience where everyone's just in the hall you're all it's actually nice because you get to see the other people like around you so maybe you might find it slightly more distracting because you're like wow real people like people in real life you know um but it's it's pretty standard um university like learning environment I would say the small groups are much more interactive and fun in person because you're having an actual discussion and you don't have to worry about <laughs> interrupting someone on zoom and then there's like oh I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry you know like all everything we've been experiencing on zoom where it's like you know distractions or like people's microphones are on or off at inappropriate times so the small group is very much more interactive and then when you're doing the clinical practice you actually have a standardized patient that's there that you can physically practice on so you're actually getting hands-on experience you know doing these maneuvers that were you know it's one thing to talk about them and like sort of have an understanding, but until you actually perform the procedures, you don't know necessarily how it feels to do it or how to best not hurt your patient. So it gives you um, an introduction on how to like establish a, a relationship with your patient and then also like start to get more comfortable performing the activities. I will say everybody needs to bring their um med bag with them like their kit that they got Mm -hmm. because you will be using it and I actually was one of the few people that didn't bring mine because I was like oh we're never going to use this yeah you're going to use it if you don't have it the school will not provide it for you so you'll have to find an alternative way to get a hold of one luckily I had an upperclassman friend that let me borrow hers but you definitely need to bring that with you because you will be using all of the devices that you were given okay and then about like scrubs and um, any other uniform, do you need like a casual uniform or like what would you suggest? So I would suggest um, dressing like for your everyday going to lecture type of clothes. You want to be comfortable because it is hot there. I live in Arizona. Um, you know, it's routinely 115 degrees here in the summer. And I honestly sweat way more in Grenada than I ever have here in Arizona. So, you know, I'm very much like cotton, rayon, linen type of clothing, fiber uh, outfits, because like you just want to be comfortable because you're going to be sweating. There's no way around it. And then I also recommend, you know, like bring one like long sleeved or like pullover something warmer because it's a, they know that it's hot on the island. So they try and counteract that by blasting the air conditioning in most of the facilities. So you go from being like super sweaty outside to suddenly freezing inside. Just make sure, you know, it's like the same rules. Don't, don't bother bringing like a hoodie because you won't be able to wear it to the exams, which you're, you need something because it's freezing in the exam room too. And then it's just like too bulky. Don't like weigh down your luggage with something like that. As far as scrubs go, um, you don't need very many pairs. Like you don't need a pair of scrubs for every day of the week because you're just, unless you are choosing to wear scrubs to lecture, you don't really need that. 
And you can wear it to small group. I think the majority of students do that just because you need to present yourself professionally. And it's like the most comfortable, easiest way to do that. And then you also need it for any sort of um, laboratory environment. Like you absolutely have to wear them in lab just because, you know, there's cadavers and you don't want like formalin or anything on your personal clothes. So having your scrubs is much better. Um, They are a little particular about like, the top and bottom have to be the same color. So you have to like be uniform in that regard. But as far as like color choices, you can wear whatever color scrub you want to. Okay, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. And then as far as like transport, were you able to use the bus or you used your personal transportation? So I actually had friends that rented a vehicle, which was very convenient. However, it is also very expensive. So you're looking at like, you can generally find a person or like some kind of organization or entity that's going to rent a car to you, but you're going to end up paying probably like 450 us per month to rent that car. And that doesn't even include gas and gas on the Island is more expensive than it is in the U S because again, it's important. So if you have like a roommate situation and you're able to, you know, kind of like share the cost of renting the vehicle and the the gas for it that would probably be an ideal situation because then you have the freedom to go anywhere on the island um i generally stuck around like campus and then like the iga and the like grand dance beach area so i primarily use the sgu bus system so they have a pretty extensive bus system actually um i think there's four major routes four or five major routes so one goes to Lansapines, which is one of the neighborhoods that the majority of students that live off campus live in. There's one that goes to Frequente and Mount Tau, um, which is another little subsection neighborhood. There's one that goes to Grand Anse, so it goes directly to um, the grocery store, and the grocery store has one of the nicer beaches um, in Grenada right across the street from it. So that's kind of a nice situation. And then there's a couple other bus routes. Caliste is another one. So you can also, um, if you're able to figure it out and you have time, I personally didn't, but a lot of people also use the city bus. So then there's, uh, apart from the SGU bus system, there is actually like a Grenadian city bus system too. So then you could go to St. George, which is actually the like city area it's like the main city. So then you could go there and do like shopping or business or go out to eat or whatever you'd want to do. It's also kind of interesting, like tourist area. So there's like a a few, and then, okay. And then there's the taxi system. So if you know any upperclassmen, just ask them, Hey, who's the person you recommend for a taxi? Because everybody hands out their business cards and a lot of upperclassmen have um, taxi drivers that they recommend because they're honest and fair in their pricing. So what I, what was recommended to me and what I would recommend to other people is if you're deciding you want to go somewhere specific and you want to get there quickly and not take the bus, you can always call a taxi service and then tell them where you want to go, tell them where you're located, and then ask them upfront how much it's going to cost you. Because There's always kind of like this, you know, you agree to like just get in the taxi and then you go somewhere and then they charge you whatever they feel like charging you. That is a possibility. So if you get a quote up front, then you're less likely to 
overpay for the trip that you want. Um, another thing I would recommend to students that haven't been to the island before um, is get like a currency exchange app on your phone. It's generally pretty easy. Like, I think it's like, uh, it's three Grenadian dollars to the one US dollar approximately. But like, if you don't want to worry about the conversion factor, just punch it in on your phone and then you see like, oh, well, it's 20 US dollars. So it's much easier that way. Nice. What was one of the things that surprised you the most and you would want other people to know when they go there? Uh, one of the things that surprised me the most was how humid and hot it is and then how hot the sun feels. So again, I'm from Arizona, so I'm kind of used to how hot the sun is, but I wasn't expecting it to be like that on like a tropical island. I expected it to be like more stormy or rainy or something. And it, the rainy season does happen. It starts about November-ish and goes onward from there. So it will rain every day, but it's not like it's not like your typical rainy day where it's like the entire day it's raining. It will rain for like, it will downpour for like an hour and then it clears off and then it's like just a normal day. So um, I would recommend, you know, <laughs> I think everybody should bring sunscreen of some kind because you can get it in your home country probably for cheaper than you're going to get it on the island. And then you're also going to be able to get whatever brand you prefer and whatever level of protection that you prefer. Um, the aerosolized like spray on, uh, sunblock is extremely expensive there. Um, so I would say that, and then I also use like an umbrella, not only for rain, but like to block me from the sun and it helps so much. It's like surprising how much it helps just to have yourself shielded from the sun because like it will definitely cut down on your amount of sweating, at least, at least until you get on the bus, which is air conditioned by the way. So that's nice. That's good to know. Um, and then as far for like the, like any of the electric bill or anything, what was your experience on that? Um, I thought the electricity bill was kind of high. Um, I had heard some horror stories where people were paying like 500 US dollars per month for their electricity. So what I would recommend on that is um, make sure you're asking your landlord for the bill. Like you want to see the actual breakdown of the cost of the bill just to make sure, you know, everything is on the up and up. So that's one way to do it. And then also make sure that they're actually checking like the correct meter for your apartment. Cause sometimes like there are multiple apartments in one building and they might all be metered to just one meter. So then they're just doing some random math to split it up instead of like having each apartment individually metered. So that's something you might want to check with your landlord, you know, prior to signing your lease. I would just say, keep an eye on your usage. Um, it is more expensive than like probably what most people are used to, but like obviously don't run your air conditioner if you're not there there's no point and it's it's not it's not going to make that much difference if you do while you're not there and then a lot of places have like ceiling fans which actually help move the air around and it's actually pretty nice Grenada has kind of a a pretty consistent breeze most days so you could open your windows and doors and get a nice cross breeze and then you're not sweating in your house and so that's fine as well 
And um, if other people haven't signed the lease by now for the housing, what would you suggest in regards to the leasing? So are you specifically talking about like living on campus or living off campus? Off campus. So what I would recommend is get on Facebook and look for a group that's called SGU Housing Classifieds, I think is what it's called. Um, and basically that's a bunch of, uh, it's either like real estate agents or landlords themselves posting available properties um, to rent for specifically for SGU, SGU students. So like they have to have, SGU has some requirements for landlords to meet in order to be considered eligible to rent to students. And one of it is they have to provide like a study space. So there has to be like a desk and a, and a desk chair. Um, so there's a lot of, there's still a lot of um, places that are available. It's just like, now it might be a little further away from campus than someone would prefer. But again, like, um, I would just recommend look for two things. You want to see how far the walk is to the SGU bus stop, and then you want to know how long the bus ride is to campus. So the reason for the walk to the to the bus stop is I would say you probably don't want to walk more than five minutes to the bus stop because by the time you get there you're going to be pouring sweat you're going to feel uncomfortable and then you might have to stand in the full sun waiting for the bus for another 10 minutes anyway you know so if you can find a place that has a it either says it's directly on the bus route or it's like a two to three minute walk that's fine um I think maybe now you're probably looking at like a 10 to 15 minute bus ride to campus which like Real, realistically, that's not a big deal. The buses are air conditioned and like they are very regular and they have the bus route listed out. It's on, it's on the, um, the resources tab. So you can, you can kind of gauge like when you need to leave your house and when the bus will be there. So there's always buses running. And I think that they just, um, because we are no longer really uh, dealing with COVID lockdown scenario, they extended the bus hours. The bus goes to like 10 p.m., I think. So you have plenty of time that you could be on campus all day if you wanted to be and then get back to your house, even if it is like a 10 or 15 minute bus ride. So I would also suggest... Um, Another option is you can go on the SGU website and then go to like housing. It's under like the accepted students thing, I think. And it says like housing, and then it will have a list of um, real estate agents that actually SGU has approved to assist students in finding housing. So that was originally what I did the first time around was um, contact a real estate agent kind of told them what I was looking for, told them what my budget was, and then they generate a list of all the available properties that they represent. So then you could go from there as well. And then they're going to have more photos and then you can ask them questions about like, is electricity included? It, a lot of the places have a maid service included. So that's included in your base rent. A lot of them have the internet included in your base rent. Um, some of them will have like, cooking gas is excluded, but then you pay for refills, but like the likelihood that you're going to need a, a gas refill for your oven or something is pretty low. So those are things that I, I looked for when I was looking for a place. Nice. 
And how about a phone uh, plan? Is there anything like how we can have in regards to that? Or what would you suggest? So I personally um, didn't change phone plans. I put my phone in airplane mode and then I just did Wi-Fi only everything. So then there's going to be pockets on the island where you won't have cell service, which is frustrating, especially like in the event of emergency. But I think the probability of that is pretty low. But everywhere else that you go, so the school, the grocery store, the beaches even, like all the restaurants, all of them have Wi-Fi. So then you're Wi-Fi enabled so you can make phone calls, you can do whatever. And then at your house too, you'll have Wi-Fi. So you can make calls, do whatever you need to do on your phone. I know some people have talked about like the Google Fi plan and had good success with that. And then the other thing is I would just like talk to your phone carrier company and see what they recommend is the best option. If you are concerned about making calls like in between locations that don't have Wi-Fi, some other students I know um, got a local cell phone and a local SIM card and then basically just had like a local Grenadian number then so then they could use that to make phone calls wherever they were okay so that's also another option nice um I think you touched on all the points uh okay I had um any other thing that you'd want other students to know kind of like as far of like paperwork or the process on um, how it is to get there, like as far of like the baggages and suitcases that they might have? So I kind of got conflicting information on the luggage situation when I flew out there. So um, the airlines know that based on the flights to Grenada, they know when students are coming back to campus because a lot of the Grenadian economy is built around the students. So a lot of things are catered to the students. But then the airlines also know that, so they limit the amount of luggage that you can carry or like you can check. So I was told during the time I flew to Grenada, you could only have two checked bags. But then other people I know have like three and four. So I don't know how heavily that's enforced, but again, you will be paying for each subsequent checked bag. So it depends like how much money you want to spend to get there. And then also keep in mind, you have to spend that to return back to your home country as well. So it's really up to the student's preference. I personally, I took two um, checked bags and that was, and then I have like a carry on and a personal item or whatever. And that was enough stuff for me. And actually like looking back now, knowing what I know now, there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't bring again. So for example, like one of the things I absolutely, I don't think anybody needs to bring is lotion because <laughs> just because you sweat so much. And if you put lotion on, you just turn into like a slimy mess. So there's like no points and lotion is heavy. So don't put it in your luggage. You don't need it. And it's just going to take up, you know, your weight restriction anyway. Um, as far as like the paperwork involved now, I'm not sure since everything has changed because of COVID when we flew there in August of last year, there was a lot of paperwork involved because we had to show like a negative PCR. You had a PCR at the airport. I don't know if they're doing that anymore. Um, I think maybe they've moved to like 
you just need to do a PCR test in your home country, like right before you leave. And that's considered fine, but I'm not sure. So I would recommend like students just like check the website where it says like, come to Grenada. And then like what the COVID-19 protocols are, because that's going to be your most up-to-date information. Um, and then as far as like anything else, uh, to keep in mind, I would say just like, you know, try and stay open-minded because you are going to have a culture shock for sure when you get to the islands. And it, it's a, it takes, it's an adjustment period. It takes a little bit to get used to it, to get used to navigating the bus system, to get used to like going to the grocery store and not, not having everything that you expect should be there. So the more flexible you are, I think the better you are able to acclimate to living in a, in a different country in that regard. And then the other thing, especially like what I wasn't really prepared for is how friendly everyone is. So the Islanders are so nice. They love talking to you. They want to hear about your experiences. They want to know how you're doing in school. You know, they just want to talk to you and like get to know you. It's, it's a really nice experience like to be welcomed that much into another country that part was really amazing I'm sure it's going to be a culture shock but just kind of like knowing what to expect a little bit it could help to prepare the students mm -hmm. sure. definitely uh thank you anything else you'd want to add or I mean, make sure you go to the beach. There are so many beaches. There are so many beaches. They're easily accessible. All of the beaches are public property. So like, even if it looks like it's part of a, a resort or something, it's still a public beach. So you can just wander onto it anytime you feel like. So definitely go check that out because that's one of the things that Grenada is known for. And then also for snorkeling. So there is a location that is very near the grocery store, the IGA. Um, and it's right next to Grand Anse Beach that provides like snorkeling opportunities. And I don't know if you know this or like other students know this, but Grenada has actually an underwater sculpture garden. And it is like, it was the first one basically created in the world. So you can go scuba diving, snorkeling and go check out this underwater sculpture garden. And it's really amazing. Nice. Were you able to have a chance to go over there? I personally didn't because everything went sideways with COVID. So like I, I did a lot of uh, spending time in my house. So that was unfortunate. Um, I'm hoping that this next time around, like I'll be able to do a lot more things. I want to go see like waterfalls, go look at the jungle, like go scuba diving, all this other stuff. So hopefully that will happen this time around. Yeah, hope so too. So I'm sure we're not going to have the lockdown this year. So. No, I don't think so either. So I think we're, we should be good to go this time around. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate all your time. And if anyone wants to reach out to you, where they like, are they able to message you or how are they able to reach you? Yeah. If anybody has any questions, you can message me on WhatsApp. Um, my phone number is uh, 612-743-8813. So you can just shoot me a message if you have questions about getting to the island, living on the islands, the best uh, Mediterranean food place to eat. Um, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm putting those people through uh, medical school as well with my donation. So <laughs> thank you so much, Monica. I appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.
Thank you to Jess, Monica, and Cher for making time to talk for their experiences in Grenada. And I hope this has been helpful to you and given you some insights on what to expect and how to prepare. Also attached will be a link from another student, Teresa, that I want to thank you for such a great compiled list for all the things you might need. I hope this has been helpful and we'll talk to you soon.